Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 35. This is Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight and feel better so that you can have the life you want. This is the resource you've been looking for to guide you on the journey to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food. Here's your host, Dr. Katrina Ubel. Hey, my friend, how are you? Guess what today is? <laughs> today is Solar Eclipse Day. <laughs> it just happened like less than an hour ago where we are. Of course, the day you're listening to this is not Solar Eclipse Day, but it happened. Now, we are not in that zone of totality, but yeah, we are still in the area. I actually couldn't even go outside and look at it because it was totally overcast. But the reason I'm excited is because NASA had a live feed and you could just watch it eclipsing like across the country. And it was so fun. It really was super neat. My brother lives in Portland, Oregon. And so they drove a little bit south to see it. And he sent me a text, like a picture of his kids. And the sky was like not a cloud in the sky, totally beautiful. And he said it was just the most amazing experience. And I'm just so excited for them. I'm so excited for their boys because they were totally into it. What an amazing, amazing experience. There's going to be another one in like six or seven years. And I thought, okay, (laughs) we dropped the ball on this one, but I think we maybe need to try to make that one happen. It was really just a cool experience. And you know what was even cooler on the NASA feed is they had in all these different locations, these female, these women NASA scientists, and even some female astronauts, which I thought was so cool. I just was like, yeah, come on, girl power. 
get out there, ladies. It's so neat. And they were just so emotional. Seeing them so excited was part of what was so cool, you know, just just being all jazzed for them because it's just like such an amazing experience for them. So if you saw the eclipse, congratulations. That's awesome. And if you were in the hospital or working or whatever, you can watch the replay. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, nah, we'll just, we'll just watch it on the internet. That'll be cool. (laughs) This will be fine. So I am having an unusual week because I am actually home alone for an entire week, Saturday to Sunday, you guys. What is this? (laughs) I don't think this has ever happened, but my husband's family has a cabin in Canada that his grandfather built over 50 years ago. So we usually go up there. It's on this beautiful lake. We usually go up there for a week every summer. But this year I decided to stay home for a couple of reasons. I'm currently enrolling my next doctors only group coaching experience. And so I have a whole bunch of phone calls to make to select the exact right people for the group. And we don't really have reliable Wi-Fi up in Canada. And even the phone can be sometimes a little funky. So there was no way I wanted to go up there and then sit in the cabin the entire time working. So I said, you know, husband, his name's Matt. (laughs) Why don't you just take the kids up there on your own? I'll stay home. I'll get a whole bunch of work done and I'll feel super accomplished and you guys will have a great time and we'll meet up on the other end of the week. And so that's what we're doing. So that is a very different experience. I've already gotten a ton done. I have been decluttering some things. I don't have massive decluttering to do, but just tidying, more tidying than decluttering. It's going through things. The kitchen has never been more pristine. (laughs) There's not toys everywhere. It's so fun. (laughs) It's awfully quiet though. Sometimes I'm like, wow, it is so quiet in here, like good and bad. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, okay, it's pretty quiet. But anyway, today I'm going to talk to you about how to get out of a funk. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the kind of midlife funk that Susie and I discussed in episode 24. I'm talking more about the kind of funk that you just sort of wake up in from time to time. You know, the kind where right when you wake up, you're kind of annoyed, maybe you're extra tired, maybe the pager woke you up an hour before you needed to get up and you couldn't get back to sleep. Maybe you're hormonally at a point where your mood is a little bit more sensitive or a lot more sensitive. I know for me, if my kids wake me up with them arguing or fighting first thing in the morning, that does not set my thinking off to a good start (laughs) for sure. Maybe you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That happens, right? Sometimes we have no idea why we're in that funk. All we know is we're in one. Our mood is not good (laughs) and it's just not a pleasant experience of our lives. And then there's other times where we get into a funk. So we didn't start off in one, but we get into one. And maybe it's because we don't feel good physically. So our thinking goes into the garbage then too. It can be as simple as rough traffic on the way into or back home from work or our teenager or our three-nager. Have you heard that nickname for three-year-olds? (laughs) Three-nagers? Our teenager or our three-nager is having a day themselves and that throws off your mood. It could be a patient who really challenged you at their appointment, or maybe they insulted you to your face, or this is the classic. You thought your kids or your spouse 
or your nanny or your mom or someone else was going to, you name it, right? Pick up the house, put the toys away, start dinner, clean up after dinner, take out the trash, bring in the recycle bins, put the laundry away, you know, or whatever it is, and they didn't do it. For many of us, our thinking goes directly south when this happens and we're just in a funk. We just feel annoyed or defeated or hopeless or helpless or irritated, (laughs) or we just feel totally sorry for ourselves. And I'm sure you can think of your own examples of when you end up in that kind of a mental funk. It just doesn't feel good, right? We want to feel better, but sometimes it's just really hard to dig ourselves out of that hole. So today I'm going to give you two simple things to do to get yourself out of this funk when you're in it. But before I do that, I want to point out that the cause of the funk is always our thinking. Okay, always. (laughs) And I'll notice this in myself, I'll be completely aware of what my thoughts are that are making me feel the way I do, you know, making me feel bad. I can totally see that I'm creating the situation for myself. And that's what's called being an emotional adult, right? That's taking responsibility for all of our own emotions. If you want to learn more about emotional responsibility, check out episode 27 of this podcast. But even so, Even when we're fully aware and taking full responsibility for how we feel, sometimes we still struggle to find a different way of thinking about it so that we can feel differently. And that's what I'm going to offer to you today, a way to start turning it around for yourself. So sometimes you can turn it around like speedboat, you know, you work through the two steps and before you know it, you're feeling so much better. But other times, it's more like turning around a cruise ship, okay? (laughs) It's turning, it just takes some time and some effort. So be patient with yourself and keep reminding yourself of your new thoughts. So the first thing to do when you find yourself in a funk like this is to take a moment and find gratitude. But what exactly is gratitude? Harvard Medical School defines gratitude as a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. As a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. And there's really no way that you can feel a negative emotion at the same time you're feeling grateful. Okay. But it can be hard to figure out something to be grateful for when you're in that kind of funky mood, right? My suggestion is to take it back to the bare bones basics. I'm grateful for my lungs that keep breathing for me. I am grateful for my heart that pumps blood through my body all day and all night. I'm grateful I woke up alive this morning. (laughs) I'm grateful I live in a house or apartment and not in my car or under a bridge. I'm grateful I have clean drinking water every time I turn on the faucet. I'm grateful that when I need food, I can go to one of a huge number of places and give them some money and they let me take home whatever I want. If you have a faith or religion, you might choose to be grateful for something within that framework. But you get the idea here, right? You focus on really dialing it back to some things we tend to take for granted. 
I suggest choosing just two or three things to focus on being grateful for. Make sure though that you're truly generating that emotion of gratitude with how you're thinking about it. If you just go through the the emotions, kind of like half rolling your eyes, like, yeah, sure, I'm grateful I have clean drinking water. (laughs) Of course, you're not creating the true emotion of gratitude for yourself. Ralph Waldo Emerson is quoted as saying, cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. This is such a great quote. Notice he says, all things have contributed to your advancement. Not all good things have contributed to your advancement. Not all successful things, all things. This is a mindset shift for a lot of people. I would say probably most people. The idea that everything, and I mean everything that happens in your life is for you. No matter what it is, whether it's a magnificent success or a raging failure, it contributes to your advancement. Most people don't think this way. It can be hard when something is really going wrong to figure out how it's happening for you. But once you can see how it is happening for you, you can decide to be grateful for the advancement that it provides for you in your life. So here's some examples. How can my kids bickering be happening for me? I can decide that experiencing them bickering helps me to know that I still have more work to do in teaching them how to coexist peacefully. And this advances me as a parent. How can really bad traffic be happening for me? I can decide that it's the perfect way for me to get in the personal development work that I want to do by giving me some extra minutes in the car to listen to podcasts and to think about how I'm going to apply what I'm learning to my life. This advances me toward my goals. How can having a teenager with a really rotten attitude be happening for me? I can decide that it's a great opportunity for me to work on creating love in my heart for someone who's not being very easy to love. And this advances me as an evolved human being and increases the amount of love in the world. So you chose a couple or three things to intentionally feel grateful for. And if you're able to, I'd encourage you to write them down. Just scribble them down really quickly. Write what they are and why you're grateful for them. Thoughts are much more powerful when you handwrite them and are then able to read them back to yourself. Okay. Many of you will find that you feel more authentically grateful if you take the couple minutes to write them down and then read them back to yourself. So this exercise takes you from your negative emotion that you are feeling and puts you into gratitude, which feels so much better, right? Then the second and final step is to do something nice for someone else. And it can seriously be an extremely small and quick thing, okay? It doesn't have to take a lot of time or cost a bunch of money if you don't want it to. So I'm going to give you some ideas. It can be a quick text to someone you love, telling them you love them, or telling them you want to see them soon, or just telling them you're thinking about them and you're hoping they're having a great day. 
You can pay for someone behind you in line for coffee. You can hold the door for someone. You can say good morning to someone with a genuine smile on your face and look them in the eye while doing it. You can pick up something someone dropped near you and give it back to them. Take a moment to lend a hand to someone who's struggling with something. Take a moment to help someone who's lost in the hospital find their way. Take two or three minutes extra when you're rounding on your lonely hospital or nursing home patients to chit chat a little bit. Give someone that you either know or don't know a genuine compliment. Send flowers for no reason to your mom, sister, aunt, cousin, best friend, or someone you know who's struggling in their life. Let someone go in front of you in a line. Offer a genuine compliment to a parent on their children in front of their children. You can feed a parking meter that's about to expire. You can send a quick email to someone who's made a difference in your life. You can give someone a bear hug, give them a really good squeeze. You know, not just like the kind of little pat, but like give them a squeeze. Pay the toll for the person behind you. Let one or two people merge in front of you in traffic. Hold the elevator for somebody. Give a tissue to somebody who's crying. Say hello to a cleaning person. Donate a little money to a charity you believe in. Leave a generous tip for somebody. And you can handwrite a thank you note to someone. So you get the idea, right? It's just a small thing to do to brighten someone else's day. This gets you out of your own head, meaning away from your self-imposed funk, and it changes your focus onto something much more positive. If you find your brain then trying to drag you back into being upset about the original thing that put you into that funk, then just gently remind it, let it know that you'll think about it again later once you've had a chance to cool off and settle down. But for now, you're focusing on something else that serves you. So now I want to encourage you to give this a try and then let me know how it goes over on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash 35. And then tell me what you decided to be grateful for and what you did for someone else. I can't wait to hear all about it. So fun. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Weight Loss for Busy Physicians. Now take the next step and go to KatrinaUbellMD.com to download just what you need. Join us again next week for more support to keep you in control and on the path to freedom around food.